to take over lounge. We are here in Trills, uh, chilling in here in Phoenix. We got the one and only Mr. Rocky Tyree with us today, man. How you doing? Good. I'm great. I'm great. How about good, you, man? Bro. Doing, doing good. Are you staying cool? Um, everything cool? Everything's great. Yeah. Everything's grand, man. You know, it's uh, been an interesting year, man. I ain't seen y'all in like what, like like a about a month at this time. Since yeah, that beautiful Tucson Hip Hop Festival. Shout out to Pike. Definitely. Um, yeah, everything's great. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause uh, you know, also staying cool. Well, the weather's starting to heat up. You know what I mean? My AC oh, bill about to go God. wicked. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, it's t- yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to my man uh, Dumper over here, one of the greatest Ooh. artists in the. Arizona, he just came back out here from the Pacific Northwest. He Dang. About the whole acclimation process of coming back <laughs> out here. There's really no getting used to it. It's just not like tolerating all. it. Like, Definitely. You know, so so like, true. Yeah, it's, it's about to suck. That's awesome. But it's what we, what we built for. Car to house, house to car. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, nothing outside no more. Everything got to be inside now. Definitely. We got Daniela here. Don't forget. We got off that. That was like very Instagram-esque. <laughs> right? So <laughs> <Show> yours up. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, we're here, man, and uh, we're without mankind, so we're kind of just going with the flow right now. At this point, we're just trying to make everything happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we, do. we rescheduled this interview at least like twelve yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was meant to happen today, man. Yeah, like the, we're, we're here at the three year anniversary for Trill. Yes, so it'll be a lot of dope performances. And speaking of Pike, Pike gonna be here. We have yeah. Murs, you have Static Selector, you have Terminology, you uh, have uh, heard my man Kazi's coming through. Wow. Um, you know what I'm saying? I heard Dudley Perkins gonna be pulling through. Definitely. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. So you know, it's it's dope because a lot of people will come out to, to Phoenix to tour and everything, and then you'll just see random pictures of them like popping up at Trill because like I'm pretty sure maybe there'll be some footage later on or you could just look at Trill's uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. But this is like the quintessential hip hop spot when it oh, comes to gosh. absorbing the culture, everything from like the you know, in you know, the uh, the, the vinyl area, but then you have a uh, dope like fashion area, you have murals of you know our hip hop legends that are no longer with us. Shout out yeah. to Dave York, I'm looking at him on the wall right now. Um, but yeah, man, it's just a beautiful spot to be. So I I think it was meant to happen here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And this place, this is my first time ever being in this, in this store. So oh, this is, man. It's man. awesome to be here, man. I'm looking at, like, the vinyl collection. That we're, as you can see behind uh, Rocky, there's a whole bunch of vinyls happening over yeah. here. Uh, you got see some Mega Rand sightings yeah, over here. You know? <laughs> Definitely, man. So, Rocky, man, uh, what are you uh, currently working on? What's What's been popping in your... For you, with your artistry. Yeah, man. You know, it's, it's really been a, an interesting journey since, um, you know, I kind of learned to, to balance both, like, hip-hop and, you know, what we're doing in the social justice activist yeah. political movement and everything. So it's kind of, like, taking a life of its own, like, kind of merging both. And I was doing the Tare Tuesday series, and yes. that was one of the things to help, um, like, kind of re-kickstart my, my, uh, my momentum and, and all that. And currently, uh, by the time this comes out, you'll hear Tare Tuesday 10, produced yes. by Teddy Music, a.k.a. Silence. Um, veritable uh, legend when it comes to the grind culture out in the UK. Yes. So another cross collaboration between the desert and you know our family and friends on the other side of the water. So you know it's just a crazy track. A lot of things are uh, talked about that are very like specific to what we're go- what's going on out here. And people talk about like, hey, you know maybe you should not localize what's going on. But it's mm. like we're the fifth largest city. We're like one of the most influential regions, Arizona as a whole. Shout out to Tucson and. Um, you know, to, to talk about things that are pertinent to us only adds to the heat that we're bringing from a cultural perspective when it comes to what, what both the 602 and the 520 we're doing. So mm. that's what's really big to me right now. That's High Rate Tuesday 10. You know, we're going to get into the album talk. That's going to be great. So yeah, album on the yeah, way? Yeah, album on the way. <laughs> so that's going to be great. I've been working on that for a minute. We got a name for that album uh, yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. Space Ghost Revenge. Okay. So anybody who's been following me um, throughout my tenure in music knows that, uh, you know, I do this in honor of my brother Space Ghost. You know, he passed back in 2006. And, um, you know, it's really, um, you know, he was one of those ones where there's no bias. Like, he was a really incredible lyricist. And this is the pre-Kendrick, like, right when the game was popping. He was basically, like, the first artist in the IE um, from the standpoint of, like, lyricism. Mm. From, like, this generation to, Mm -hmm. like, really, like, do it and kick the door open for, you know, when when it comes down to, like, you know, just corner to corner battles showing up, just really creating a name. And, you know, the universe is a universe and, you know, people are here for as long as their story is, the story is here. But my album is, even though my album is, you need 
all over the place creatively. It's in honor of my brother. So it's called Space Ghost Revenge. You have production by Zenin. Um, you have uh, production by Soundtrack. You have production by Teddy Silencer. You have production by Nameless. Um, you know, there's, there's some surprises on there as well. And it's recorded out of uh, the Wave Studio out here in Phoenix. Awesome. Shout out to my man Lucci, my man Luke. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. You got a lot of things coming yeah, out, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And your your tirade Tuesdays, man. It was an honor to be a part of the, the first few for Takeover yeah. Media when you're yeah, 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 and yeah, we were yeah, showing yeah. for you, man. And that's not, I think that goes back for like maybe two years ago you started. I think or a year uh, ago, about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. time flies. It's about yeah. about a year. Time really does year. fly. So tirade Tuesdays, uh, linking up with Silencer. How did that happen? Man, oh, I, I, I've just always been a fan of grime, you know, and mm -hmm. it was one of those things where I've been listening to to it for like oh, about a decade or so, and like a little over a decade, actually. Damn, time flies well over a decade. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A couple grades if you zoom in a little closer. Um, Shout that just for men, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know if I get to the point where like I did my hair and I'm, okay. like, and I'm not going to pull it off, but... You know, it, it's it's looking a little millennial right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, but in terms of like linking up with with uh, with, with Teddy, um, I've always been a fan fan of uh, like grime. And if you listen to my music over the past couple of years, you'll hear influences, even with my mixtape with uh, with DJ Green Lantern. Um, there's a couple records on there where like you know we mixtape some. Uh, um, yeah, it's just various grime records and things of that nature, uh, swifter, swifter beats, uh, you know, mm -hmm. things like, you know, the various legends like that. And um, I did a, a record over some, um, you know, some silencer uh, music over some Teddy music. Yeah. And I shot it, to, shot it to him. He thought it was dope. And I'm like, OK, wow. cool. You know, like, yeah. you know, we're from different cultures, different subcultures, different Definitely. sides of the globe, you know, and then. It really speaks to how kindred um, the, the diaspora is as a whole, yes, yes, you yes, know, yes. because there's so many influences, um, you know, there. And then you're starting to see it out here as well. So long story short, you know, we started chopping it up, building a friendship and, you know, music just started to come from it. And this is a you know, prime example with the uh, this Highway Tuesday 10. That's amazing. And of course, Victor Sweet. So. Yeah, Victor Sweet. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of the songs, man, that you performed for Tucson Hip Hop Festival. Yeah, that was that was oh. great, man. Like I can't wait to take that back overseas. And yes. Who gonna take over the champ? That's crazy. <laughs> like oh my ah, yes yes yes, yes. That, Birdman that hand rub baby let's get it let's get it that was crazy even just to feel that energy from the Tucson crowd too yeah and yo I was like yeah this is gonna be something yeah yeah, yeah it already yeah. has been huge yeah so, yeah yeah it's amazing man kudos to you thank your, you thank you very much artistry. thank you very much so when we're talking about your artistry what is, what keeps inspiring you to create. Um, inspire me to create I think life man You yeah. know like I don't have a set schedule To do music I know Hope said Yo you know You gotta find your inspiration <laughs> And like um, <laughs> That impression though Was spot on, <laughs> was spot on. <laughs> I mean it's true But like I just kinda do You know like right. Water just kinda is You know mm -hmm. like I said it before In a different interview Like I, like I'm inspired by the elements, you know, like I, I, I just go because the weather goes, the winter goes, the, the fall goes, the spring goes, life goes, like I go that like, um, yeah, like my, my inspiration is everywhere from, um, you know, like my, my, my pursuits as an individual to what's going on. You know, you're saying a lot of social justice stuff, yeah. like really become prominent in my music because I spend a lot of time in that as well. Mm -hmm. And I figure why not weaponize my platform right. and use that to, you know, again, like I said earlier, expose people from outside our region to what's going on in our region. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean that's a long-winded answer. No, that's, that's a perfect answer. That's the yeah, perfect answer. Everything inspires me, man. Like that's amazing. You know, like being mad, being you yeah. know, like like just various issues. Like I think like a lot of the stuff that I wrote, I wrote in my head, like sitting in traffic or playing a video game or like wow. like sitting at work or, or like you know like um, sitting in a Zoom meeting when I should be paying attention to things that are pertinent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm just going through like like ideas and structures and things of that nature, like creating beats in my head and. Like starting to write to it and like taking that and kind of saving it to your mental draft box and okay. coming back later. Like everything inspires me, man. I, you know, like that's amazing. That's awesome because I feel like a lot of artists wait for like inspiration to come to them when honestly, like your whole life was inspiration, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You should take it back as that. And yeah, yeah, use yeah, yeah, it yeah. For that advantage. So I think you're really speaking to that demographic, man, which is awesome. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. So uh, I, I was looking at your Facebook and your Instagram and uh, I saw. Saw that uh, they, they're trying to they're trying to silence my man Rocky Tyrant. What's oh, what's up with that? Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. I mean, when you talk about things that are like you know, 
they're parenting from a certain like standpoint, like when it comes to like social justice and things of that nature. You and, and you have a platform. You have the ability to affect people and create a different perspective. And I've been warned by Facebook a couple times, like you know, you have a, a, a like a, a platform of influence, and you need to set up whoop de boop and different like security measures. And it speaks to the type of influence that folks have, and when it's not in line with the status quo, therein lies the problem. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know, we just find ways to work around it. For like, sure. but, like that's one of my, one of my tactics. We started using Twitter because YouTube wasn't really like taking my money and yeah. letting me like letting me advertise to people. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna start. Like, like making my tirade Tuesdays fit within a two minute twenty second like time frame, so I can push this on on Twitter, and that's really what, what got a lot of my momentum going. That you know, um, and you know once that starts going, and other avenues, it just you know it's like a domino effect and, and all that. So yeah, yeah. So speaking of Twitter, how do you feel about uh, Elon Musk uh, pushing it? I think it's dangerous. <laughs> I think it's dangerous. At the end of the day, like you know what, it's, it's silly because people look at him like he's like the antithesis of like mm. like tech bros and stuff like that. He's right. the quintessential Central Tech Bro, you know, like, and you can't hide hate and certain types of phobias under the guise of like, uh, like freedom of speech and everything. So when I look at like Elon Musk taking back like Twitter, I'm looking at him like opening the gate for people like Donald Trump, for like the um, the O A N N network uh, type yeah. individuals, uh, for those to type start showing their heads. And um, it, it's equivalent to when like in the Dark Knight when Joker like yeah. sprung out and yeah. then he just like created all this mayhem. We are strategically like uh, he, he did that like strategically in a very pertinent time where um, you know we're in a very like delicate midterm election period. Period, right. Which sets the path for the 2024 election series and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you have someone opening, you know, throwing the keys and, you know, out and letting people unlock themselves and bring all the uh, the drama and trauma yeah. that comes with it. So exactly. uh, hopefully we don't see a repeat of 2020 because these same people are able to gal- galvanize folks around that, that, you know, that hateful rhetoric and everything. But yeah. all we could do is um, wait at this point. You know, if we want to divest, we can, but we just have to be strategic in it, you know? So I would say for those saying they're not going to use Twitter, I personally am because, you know, you have to know what, you know, the devil works best at night. So provide that flashlight is what I say. So I'm not leaving any of these platforms that I'm already on because someone who is already inherently corrupt is on there and just utilizing his influence from a different way because he's already influential there in his own right. You know, like we saw what happened with, um, like the crypto, he would like, you yeah. would, would type, type doge and it would go up and down. Remember yeah. that one? It's like a year ago. They're like, oh, during Super Bowl weekend, oh, Doge is going to go up. And then, yeah. like, Elon Musk just tweeted one word, and that shit tanked right in front of everybody. He's already influential. No need to run. Right. Definitely. Show so, up in numbers. Speaking of your, like, your social uh, social justice movements and all that good stuff, and worried about social, not worried, but trying to help social justice movements move forward, what inspired you to do that and use your platform to advocate and be an advocate? Uh, I've always talked about that type of stuff. I mean, I'm not, you know, maybe, maybe it's coincidental, maybe it's not. But you know, I'm born the same day as Malcolm X. Like, I, I, I think one of my main influences was like seeing. Uh, I went to uh, watch the uh, Malcolm X movie when I was like six years old or something like that. Okay. Um, just by chance, and then seeing that we had the same birthday, kind of, you know, kind of reading about him as a kid, and then seeing his life and seeing how he like evolved and changed and things of that nature. It was like a never too late sort of scenario. Um, I was creating music back in like 2011 when we had occupied like off Wall Street and Phoenix and I remember like talking to my friend Seven at the time and I was like man I, I feel like at this stage of my life I'm not like doing what I can and then he was basically saying it's just going to come to you eventually because you know you look at individuals like him like 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 your Malcolms and stuff like that who, who changed their, changed their perspective and changed their direction midlife um, I didn't know that in under a decade I would be doing that because of our own issues here in Phoenix with what happened with Deion Johnson and um, all the response to police brutality and um you know, taking what I was already talking about and the knowledge that I took from the streets in those periods and kind of merging them together in like a more prominent way, um, that inspired me to not only do that, but to also work more outside of the, the booth, off of the stage, you know, right. and, and like put my money where my mouth is even more so because, you know, people use it as like a means to like 
you know, they treat it like a niche or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They treat it like as a way to like, this is what they talk about. This this person is the street rapper. This person talks about moving coke. This is the right. activist rapper. I never want to be a rapper activist. I disdain the word act- activist because there's like a, a capitalist corporate mentality when it comes to like like activism from like a very like uh, um, like streamlined fashion. For sure. And I just do it because I love it. And I rap because I love it. And I merge both because I love both. Exactly. That's so. awesome. So developing that sense of purpose, I felt like you saw that at a young age, right? When you were like, okay, well, I love rapping. I love talking about these social justice issues that are uh, affecting us. And so what was, you talked about your friend helping you out, right, Seven, when you're talking about uh, how can I merge the two or what's my purpose, what's my sense of purpose? But ultimately, what helped you find your purpose? I think, um, you know, like, I think I'll take it back to 2020. I mean, again, like, I've been protesting off and on since, like, 2011. Like, who hasn't, right? Especially of our age. Um, But, like, finding myself in a position where um, we're in an influential position because of our activities on the streets through our organization, the We Rising Project. Like, we were the ones that were, um, we led, like, uh, over 90% of the protests that were taking place uh, Mm -hmm. in 2020. And it really, me falling into it was just by circumstance. I went out there because there was young individuals who hadn't protested before. They didn't know what it's like to be tear gassed. They didn't know what it's like to be uh, tailed by police and aggressively arrested or shot with rubber bullets. And we showed up because youth were there, literal minors. And we showed up as like, you know, medics as, as such. And then, you know, as that evolved and there weren't any leaders, quote unquote, there, like we would help and provide like our insight, like lock arms. Don't put your hands up. Put your fists up. Don't be, you know, like don't 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 be docile. You know, right. don't subconsciously like self-victimize. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the call and responses that I learned on stage as a rapper. Like I started applying all that to protesting, and then you know being receptive and and leading from or at least wanting to look from an inclusive standpoint. Like it, it really helped me understand various tactics and things of that nature, and um, that's when I recognized that that was for me. And I took a break from doing music right. because I didn't want it to be like this, you know, that selfish element. I didn't want it to be there. But once I realized, A, I couldn't like not fill my cup, but B, I have this God-given ability mm-hmm. to like weaponize this platform that I'm already talking shit about, talking shit through in the first place to like drive people and like influence people. Yeah. I was like, here we go. Why can I do both? You know, like right. I, I can be a lyricist and a democratic PC committee man like yeah. I can you know wrap my ass off on festivals and I yeah. could be on the ACLU like board and everything like yeah. like why not both like exactly. you know it's the the, the the T'Challa theory. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm sure. saying? Definitely. So, like, yeah. That's cool because uh, I feel like a lot of youth, when we were talking about, you know, um, finding purpose and going out and protesting, there wasn't anybody to really coach. You know what I mean? And that was awesome to hear. That, that, that's my first time ever hearing somebody say, hey, I had to step up and coach the youth on how to properly protest. And I think you mentioned stuff of like not victimizing yourself and like doing small yeah, things. Yeah, hands like, up. Don't shoot. It's, right. it's, it's, it all starts. It, it could germinate from a very small seed, a mustard seed, as they say. Definitely. So, so true. So that's awesome. So do you think that, like, your purpose has changed since you were, like, a teenager to, like, where you are now? You know what I mean? Do you think your purpose always changes? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if, if you're the same person that you were, uh, that what is it? How's the saying go? If you're the same person at 50 that you were at 30, you wasted 20 years of your life? Yeah. You know, like, I'm different than I was, 20, like, two years ago, like, yeah. in 2020. I'm, I'm sure as hell there's people that's walking around here knew me <laughs> for like the past 10 years and yeah. a lot of like wow moments from them it, it does speak to evolution and growth and you know like finding your purpose and things of that nature and um, yeah it, it, it is our obligation to continue to, to refine who we are of the art for sure so definitely what are some things you're doing to take care of your mental health I mean it's it's, it's emotionally draining sometimes yeah. right to be a rapper and then to yeah. go out there into the streets and advocate for change and then how do you take care of yourself just living selfishly when I have the opportunity to or just doing nothing. I'll play a video game. I'll watch Moon Knight. I'll go yeah. like, I'll go to the gym. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, um, just these, these small things that are like, you know, the, the highlights or lowlights uh, of, of like your, your life. I, I make sure to 
give attention to those things and not just be so goal oriented because right. you know like a car just doesn't run off gas it runs off its maintenance it runs off the oil it runs off how you take care of it and I have to take care of myself if I want to help be a, a vessel for change yeah. and um, you know I hate singling things out on me I do want to say there's so many wonderful activists or, yes. or like um, advocates and people in the community yes. um, some people that I've learned with some people that I've learned from um, so I don't want to make this about no, me course, I come from a, a whole <laughs> ecosystem of people that have been doing this shit or are just starting to do it and yeah um that's yes, amazing. That's a good shout out too, because even though yeah, this is your interview, you got, we also got to shed a light on the people that have paid the way for us to be able to do what. Yeah, we're doing absolutely. For sure, it's so. never just about you know we are we're here for a purpose for a specific amount of time, and once it's time, we got to give that torch up. But we have to be prepared to do so at the same time. Definitely. And we have to you know give homage to those who created that fire and, yep. and gave us the torch, so to say. Exactly. So. I can't help but notice your shirt. Uh, oh yeah, we Mar- nerd in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm a Batman. Man head too, okay, man. Yeah, so I mean too. It's hard though, man, because you know I don't want to be too woke. I want to be like right. fun with yeah, it. Oh, course, and, but like course. part of me, they even said it in the movie, like you're just like this this privileged white dude who beats the shit up out of like, you know, like poor people yeah. who try to feed their families. Like yeah. you broke his collarbone. He didn't kill him, but like you kill him with medical bills, dog. Right. Like. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, I just want to I'm just guarding a door, like. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you dressed like this, <laughs> sir? Sir, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Have you, seen, have you seen those tweets where it says when Batman uses your car as a as like a bat? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, just drive over yeah. it in like this militarized vehicle. Yeah. Like, no, I, I had to get to work. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. well, uh, I don't get paid on salary, bro. I gotta clock in at eight. That five minutes, oh, five man. minutes, four to five minutes, like. Definitely. So, how did you feel about the new Batman? First, of all? I was fired. You, like, you enjoyed it. I loved it. You know, people looked at it. They're like knocking it because it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like um, what they ex- like this just over like produced action flick. I thought it was very cerebral. I thought it was very cinematic. I, I love the move. I like the way that they utilized the score. I like the way that the um, Gotham City was like uh, like a character in its own right. You haven't seen Gotham City be a character like that since like '89 Batman. True. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, I liked it. I really yeah. liked that movie, man. And they're gonna they're gonna have another one, and I think it's a testament to how well um, Matt Reeves tackled that film specifically. Sure. So yeah, I, I felt I felt like what everybody else was saying. I think I didn't enjoy it only because I think I had to, uh, high of expectations. When I'm thinking of the trilogy of the the Batman with because uh, he's never been a detective. Exactly. He's never been. He's like, oh, you know. <laughs> I think it may be Ace Chemicals. Like right. just, they like spent the majority of the time, like really like try to deduce who this criminal was and everything. Yeah. It was like this cat and mouse game, and definitely. And yeah, I thought it was a great movie from that standpoint. If I'm going into it like expecting like a Marvel flick, yeah, oh, then yeah. it was trash. But yeah. that's not what they tried to make it from the standpoint of like definitely they try to give you something that you had to really sit and digest and absorb and like appreciate from the standpoint of like movie making. And I thought yeah. it, I thought it was great that's in it. that aspect. Okay, I you can know? see that. I can see that perspective. I, I think I gotta go see it again and for it to like sit with me. Yeah, I think. yeah, I, think yeah. I gotta watch it again. It, it, it is like, pretty long. Yeah, long. Yeah, you gotta go in. And I have nothing planned. I use the bathroom first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Is it on HBO Max yet? It's on HBO Max. I won't watch it. I'm I'm falling asleep. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually tired. It's it's a great film. Okay. It's a great film. Yeah. I got. I think I got to rewatch it. Haters. I'm being a little little nerd boy or girl about it. So what about uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse? You got your tickets? Yo. Hey. Can we can we talk about? I don't know when this is coming out. I don't know what the chances are of somebody from like MCU or Marvel or Disney Plus. First off, please use my music if you ever have, if it ever falls in your possession. There you go. Yes. Carte Blanche access. Just use it. Um, who the fuck is hiring their marketing team? Like, stop mm. putting out shit in the trailers. Yeah. Stop. We're gonna see it. Definitely. I think it speaks to like the not to get all deep about it, but it speaks to like the the need to, you know, just have this certain guarantee of like finances and things of that nature instead mm. of just letting things be organic. And I think that's what worked for Batman. They're like, I know you guys are trashing it. It's Robert Pattinson or whatever, but just wait and see. You're gonna like the movie. 
and that's what they should be doing with Doctor Strange. They, y'all, are you familiar with all the oh, leaks and stuff? Of course, yeah, I've been saying that. That, that, yeah. that, that they had the thing with yeah. the '90s yeah. Professor X with yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the hover uh, thing. Yes, yeah. And I was like, Why really? are you telling me this? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> like, I just did the whole movie with three trailers already. Yes, <laughs> yo, dog. So either the movie's gonna be weak, or um, there's just a lot more that's even more astounding than that. Yeah, yeah. So I they're hope. talking about like the certain characters from What If showing up. Yes, like, yes, yes. I've heard about that. That's that's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be crazy. Stop. <laughs> that's why I'm watching the movie on Wednesday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, trying to get it bro. Because that's what happened. Like I tried to do that with Star Wars. I tried to. I dodged it for like up until like the day before the premiere. Okay. And they had the like the super like fanboy premiere like yeah. that the night before the grand opening. Right. I'm just chilling, you know. We're gonna go see the movie or whatever in, in about a day, and I'm just reading something about like social justice or something, something yeah. that had nothing to do with it. And I'm reading this long paragraph, and it's like such and such, something such, unrelated um, uh, subject, unrelated subject. Uh, Kylo Ren kills Han-, Han Solo, unrelated subject. And they're just like in the middle of it. I'm like, what am I reading? What am I reading? <laughs> Oh man, you're like, what? Wait, this is why uh, I don't watch trailers. I see everything when it comes out. Yeah. Like, if you are a fan or, or like a friend or anything like that, we're going to go see it. We're seeing it the day of. You better show up in time. Definitely. Like, yeah. yeah just like I was that. I doing that for uh, the Spider Man movie. I oh, any, yeah. Any, yeah. any, any uh, trailers, nothing. I was like, you know what? We're going to see it when we see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll enjoy that movie. That was, that was such. Oh, I man. Yeah, man, yeah. My eyes were watering. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, it's good to see you. I'm like, it's good to see you too, Doc. It was good to see you. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, so true, man. That, that was a touchy one, though, too. What is your favorite, like, superhero? You said Batman, but who's your favorite, like, series to watch? That's that's crazy. I think my most, I'm going to say most influential. Yes, please. And it's crazy because, like, you have Gangstar playing in the background. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if y'all can hear it. Yes. Um, this soundtrack actually got made me a huge um, uh, Gangstar fan. But it's the Blade soundtrack. It's the Blade yeah, movie. Yeah, okay. Blade. That was 1998. Again, old head. Um, <laughs> and like, um, it was the half and half. Uh, here comes the revolutioner. Yeah. Executioner with MOP and everything. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember hearing that. I think it was on like uh, on, on the beat, on uh, 92.3 The Beat wow. in, in LA and everything. And uh, like, it was, it was, it was dope. But like, going to see, I. You know, growing up as like a, a black kid in the '90s, so you didn't really have a lot of role models in terms of like the screen. You had like athletes and stuff, right. but that's a given. It's, who right. doesn't want to be like Mike? But even to have like a Batman, we had the Black Ranger, but like yeah. I didn't break dance, like you know, like you know, if you're a kid, Power Rangers are hit or miss. And yeah, for sure. You pick Jax. Yeah. You played Mortal Kombat. Jax. But we didn't have a superhero, so the first time I'm like 12 years old, like my mind is malleable, and I see like this dark-skinned brother with like just whoop motherfuckers' asses for like the first 10 minutes of the movie, and my jaw hits the ground, and you know, like it's it's just so it's just the first time I see somebody that relates to that I can relate to right. that looks like me, that has you know like like hair that yeah, looks like yeah. mine, that looks like like me or like one of my cousins or something like that, right. and. That, that by far is still one of the most impactful movies and like but for that reason alone it's like my favorite superhero movie Blade the That's first awesome. Blade illest illest like that's yeah. awesome. I like how that like resonated for you as a as a young person. Yeah, so impactful, up. so impactful. Because I feel like it was the same way with Black Panther drop for a lot of. Oh other, yeah, other yeah, yeah. Younger youth would be like, "Yo, there's a superhero that looks like me too." Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's why we need to recast him. Exactly. With respect. Yeah, with yeah respect. Of course, you know, because who's, who's, who's gonna like nobody could do walk like in yeah. Chadwick Boseman's shoes? I mean, like he was like four legends in five years, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was amazing. It was amazing. You know, like when this. It was crazy to think that he was doing that well. On the treatment, right, and still giving all hundred and ten percent. That's that's the that's the dillaisms, man. Like you, yes. you love the craft, you're gonna do what you do, and your life is is your passion. Your passion is your life, and I think that's why people. I mean, Dilla's one of the greatest yes. ever. Like yes. obviously, without yeah. argument, of course. But like people also love him because he, like who loves something that much? You know, like your mortality is at stake, and and. Everything was so intentional and purposeful and beautiful, yes. and I say that's that's why like I put those two in the same category because 
like Chadwick Boseman's like approach to acting and the roles that he took and how he immersed himself in those roles, yeah. whether it's like having the the jowl and like the the countenance mm -hmm. of a, a Jack of a, of a James Brown yes. to to like Jackie Robinson, uh, Jackie Robinson yeah. and you know um, like Thurgood Marshall and, yes. and and like then like taking this sideline character Black Panther was only yeah. known from a niche perspective and like embodying him and even as like a, a black man like having like the the the, the comfort and, and to like do something that even though this place obviously is, is fictitious mm -hmm. but like adopt mannerisms that are like amalgamated from different like cultures right. and from a pan-african standpoint Definitely. like that takes comfort and it takes like you know not like self-worth and understanding of self and this is not a lot of people like that no, there's not, not a lot of people all. that are able to do that while experiencing something of that gravity yeah you know because you think about your family you think about all these other things but that art that passion that energy which is funneled right in and this is just yeah. beautiful super amazing and we don't deserve those type of people honestly yeah and he yeah one of a, one of a kind man. one, one of, of a kind. kind absolutely so when we're talking about uh, black influential people I would say for me when I was growing up uh not even growing up, but I got reintroduced to Will Smith and the Fresh mm. Prince, and then yeah. uh, thinking about the Oscars and what had happened. And I remember I saw your post about it, and uh, I agree with you 100. percent It was yeah. kind of one of those things where, well, first of all, I want people to see where your perspective was with the incident. What was, what were you thinking? Um, I think that you know, sometimes people have, you know, they have they have bad days and things of that nature. And you've been getting dragged for the past 10 years. Your family's been a walking punchline. You know that that I don't know. I'm just speculating. I know right, this is course. a tired subject, but yeah. you know, um, that does have to, to affect you. You know, this is somebody who is like the the quintessential family man. Right. You know, emeritus like Kids Choice Award host. <laughs> you know, right. like. Um, and for like a person like like Chris Rock to go in front of this historically racist establishment to survey the crowd knowing that it's damn near monochromatically white and there's hidden pre there's prejudices that are both hidden and like overt and then choose to funnel in on this black woman and like at her expense in order to you know to, to galvanize like a response or laughter or something like that I, I feel as a black person that's a disservice to you and that's a disservice to your community a disservice to your diaspora and um, yeah he went up and had a human moment and yeah. like, smacked him up he didn't beat him up he didn't do anything crazy right. you know he acted out of character and a lot of people act out of character. Children act out of character. Yeah. And instead of kicking them out of a school, you talk to them. You, you 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 engage with them. You understand. You try to look at it from the humanist standpoint. And people chose to just Paul Robeson, this individual, and destroy his legacy and, and you know, treat him as if he was as vile as people who are still able to hold their Academy Awards despite yeah. having all these sexual allegations and, yeah. you know, like uh, pedophilic rings and things of that nature. Like, it speaks to the fetishizing of, like, the destruction of the black man and woman. Right. You know, if... You know, if that weren't the case, then people would have just shrugged it off. I mean, right. look, look at what's going on with the, uh, the, the, the those two celebrities. We don't even need to say their names right now that are <laughs> that are that are in court. Yeah. Like, if it were, if they were, if they came from our background, yeah, it'd be an entirely different narrative for sure, for better or worse. Definitely. Um, or really for worse. I don't know why I said for better or worse because it's always for worse because yeah. history is built off of the the the. Um, um, exploitation of us yeah. and the destruction of us. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, looking at that without holding on it for too long, I, I honestly think it's just another case of uh, people fetishizing the destruction of black people because the moment that he had to, um, that he acted out of character after after like 30 years of being this stand-up yes. individual, of yeah. being the good one in some of these racist individuals' eyes, mm -hmm. you know, it was no different than him brandishing a weapon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because I was talking this in the conversation we're talking about uh you know what it's like to have trauma and i was reading will's book and uh, yeah. when i read the book he's talking more about like hey my dad was beating on my mom and i did nothing as a, a youth i didn't know what to do so what i did with the coke was like laugh it off and i think that was his first response and everybody was like well he was laughing at first but it was like 
Well, maybe it didn't hit him that, you know what? No, this time I'm going to take a stand. Like, this time, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not going to let somebody walk in all over my family. Well, you know, you know what it's like to, to if we've all been kids, if exactly. we all bagged and, and capped on each other and stuff like that, right. you know what it's like to, like, kind of try and laugh away the situation. Yeah. Because you feel every, everybody's centered on you, and if you just shrink yourself, right. that maybe that issue will go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at somebody who's, who's close and affected, and then, you know, it no longer becomes about you. Yeah. And now you have to, you know, you, you feel that you have, you're obligated to step up and do something about it whether it's in character or out of character that's an entirely different subject um but yeah we need to have more conversations about about black mental health and not just write people off you know if we're able to have these conversations about mental health in general and you're able to see ads before you watch some youtube uh, clip or somebody uh, playing on twitch or something yeah and they they usually have uh white or lighter tones we can have that conversation as black folks as well but we have to uh acknowledge that there is a system that dehumanizes us from the standpoint Mm -hmm. and have those honest brutal conversations about those systems and structures as opposed to just analyzing a specific incident yeah because it all ties back into systemic racism. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yep. And we're talking about trauma that that's, inv- that's involved with the systemic racism yeah. as well that as black people that we yeah. have and still battle with to this day. Yeah. So you're 100% correct and I agree with you. Uh, when we're talking about um, mental health, what are some things you mentioned oh, what you do you play video games what video games are you playing what you, what you, oh man I'm all over the place man <laughs> you're I, relaxing. Uh, yeah I'll, I'll play anything like yeah. uh, I'll play like an RPG I'll play like okay. uh, I'll play you know I, I, damn I'm everywhere I'm everywhere <laughs> like you know uh, I'll play any genre okay for the most like, part not, like, you don't yeah, discriminate you're yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, here I'm, I'm here with I'll, I'll try it I'll try it definitely like, you know but with sports games it takes me like a se- uh, like a year or two because like yeah. they just give you the same shit for like yeah. two years in a row so I, I'll take a break and then I'll jump back in definitely so I'll do like every two or three 2Ks or something like that yeah. like or Madden's I like guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's the exact same thing when yeah, all yeah. the 2Ks all the Madden's are the yeah, same yeah it's just the every same year. it's literally the same player yeah. dog like you literally. just well as a youth what were you playing what were your your go-to's or what systems were you using? Um, man, so we had uh, 64, we had yep. Genesis, um, 64 Genesis and PlayStation, if we're talking kids. So, yeah. like, the, over that 10-year spectrum, like, we had uh, uh, Genesis. Oh, man, like, a Sega CD, that damn thing broke, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I would say the most influential one is probably 64. Okay, 64. Probably, probably 64 because, you know, it's Goldeneye. I remember being yeah. a kid and like you know, like going into like Toys R Us in like that's like December, of the, like right before it dropped, and yeah. like all these kids are playing. I'm like, what is this weird ass M looking controller? <laughs> like, like the you know the, the it's this 3D game. Yeah. They said it's James Bond. The motherfucker look leap, leaped off a, 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 a what the um, the dam and everything. Yeah. It looked like the movie. It was crazy. Yeah, it was game breaking or um, um, game changing. Yeah. But then like having those uh, like. You know, tournaments with your friends and mm-hmm. choosing people to screen hustling and <laughs> doing slappers only and Definitely. golden gun and why did you pick uh, what is it the, the the little man yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, exactly. the odd job I think yeah. it was yeah yeah so you like come on you can't hit man I'll whip odd jobs ass I'll mop right on top of your head man it's not a problem yeah. I mean it was so dope I think um, if that even bleeds into like like hip hop I think one of yes. my coolest tour moments um, even though this was so long ago, I was on tour of Omega Ran yeah. back there. Definitely. And um, I think we were in like Louisville. And it was crazy because it was like a tornado warning that day. And like the tornado like moved over our entire like two or three block area oh, wow. that same day. It was nuts. Jeez. Crazy day. But like up until that point, like we were at this like gaming convention and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like placing bets <laughs> and like whipping everybody's ass on the 64. <laughs> it was so cool. So, oh, but like, man. you know, like all those things, it still resonates to later on in, in life and all that. So, That's amazing. It's good yeah. that you still have that outlet though for you. Yeah, as far absolutely. As gaming. And uh, are you playing yeah. on what, PS4 or PS5? Or? Um, I haven't found a PS5 yet, man. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Best of luck. I do that. I used to do like computer games, all that type of stuff, bro. But yeah, I, I try to be versatile because even when you do that, you still got to be active. So, I've been really, yeah. you know, my, my gym stuff yeah, and that's what I'm you know you can't too. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing a, your post about like how you started like with the intermittent fasting and also just going yeah. to the gym more yeah I mean cause yeah. I was going to the gym but it's like my diet wasn't really up to up to par you know because yeah. I was having a lot of carb heavy things and I would have like you know I would go to like one stop nutrition and get the oats and yeah. all the type of stuff and then I was also you know right so she's like what are you <laughs> doing <laughs> no that's all I'm getting right now exactly so 
I was eating healthy, I wasn't drinking, but I still, I went to my doctor, and my doctor, like, I've had her for like, damn, maybe like seven or eight years, and oh, wow. she basically was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yo, you're, you're gonna be pre-diabetic, you gotta mm. relax and everything, so I, um, I decided from that conversation that I was going to cut carbs, cut white flour, cut like uh, sugar, and I mean sugar like sweeteners, I mean sugar like natural sugars, and, wow. um, and not drink, um, and then like watch when I when I ate before I went to sleep, you know what I'm saying, so I would stop eating after like eight or whatever, and, and this here's the thing that I would do, is like I would have uh, like warm water with lemon, I swear to God, like I, that helps you with your cravings, it's no joke, like that is the, the, the trade secret, so I, and, and ginger, sometimes you incorporate ginger in there too, and I would be sitting there like going through the first couple weeks, and I'm like, damn, you know, it's like nine o'clock. Right now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, because your body is, it's like, like we joke, but it's like a drug. Yeah, it's a legal no, drug. Yes, yes. It affects you in a way that cocaine does. And, and like, um, so I'll be sitting there, like, you know, I want, uh, you know, I want some ice cream or I want, you know, like this burger because my mind knows that, like, it'll process the bread into sugar. Right. And then I will go and have that instead. And then, like, that'll, like, quench this, you know, this wanting yeah. for that, that desire for that. And then also in looking at ways to not drink, because again, that becomes a, a chemical de uh, like dependency. Definitely. I read that, um, and scientists or whatever, you can probably jump into DMs and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I read that there was, uh, like, most cravings last about 20 to 25 minutes. So oh, I would really? occupy myself, yeah. Wow. I would use apps like um, Reframe. And I would play Tetris, and I would just, like... That's my game. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, you sit there like, fuck, I <laughs> Fucking learn on my phone. By the time you're done, you're like, oh. like I'm not even thinking about getting a drink. I'm not even thinking about like um, going to Brewsters, which has the best ice cream, and they're in Chandler. And if you go there, you should have the Southern Banana Pudding ice cream because it's fire. I wasn't thinking about stuff like that. Like, <laughs> you know what? Let me occupy myself for another 25 minutes. Hold on. <laughs> but it's crazy because uh, right before that, I shot my video uh, for Big O. Yes, yes. And like it was in the same room, and it was only like three months ago, and I felt like I look entire, I look different yeah, than what yeah. I do now. Oh, I'm like, you do. You yeah, do, you I'm do. like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. I need to put out another video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so yeah. to you, man. You do, you're you, looking really, you. really good, man. Really looking yeah. healthy. So. So, I'm about to partake in that 75 hard challenge. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, uh, what is that? That's like 75 days of like. Have you heard of it? Oh, uh, it's like no alcohol. You work out twice a, twice mm. a day. So one in the morning, one outside, mm. one in the gym, whatever the case may be. Yoga, whatever. Uh, read 10 pages of a of a book. Uh, and uh, yeah, stick stick uh, stick to a diet. Oh, that's that's like a whole reprogramming. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I'm gonna have to incorporate some. Yeah, of that, so man. I might I might try that out for uh, coming up in the May. So see. Do that, do See that, how that yeah. goes. I'm definitely I'm about to like refocus on my stuff right now too. Yeah. So um, I had a plan of doing it for about three or four months, but like again, so I, I talked to my doctor maybe yeah. like last week and she said I am impressed. Okay. She came in and asked me because like my change is so drastic. She was like, Are you healthier? Are you okay? <laughs> right. You know, and then she was like, Yo, you know, I'm just so proud and you know, it's weird because it's doctors, we interact with them maybe once a quarter or yeah, something right. like that. So you really don't really know each other, but like to get that sort of approval from that type of person, that yeah. like really it made me my, my week was better after that. For like sure. I felt great. And it just made me want to do more. Yeah, right. You know, and that positive reinforcement. Yeah, right? that positive reinforcement. Yeah. You know, like with black and brown folks, like the medical industry isn't really kind to us. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. like really taking the reins and like creating our own narrative when it comes to our health and all that without having to be subjected to medicine. Mm -hmm. Like that, yeah, that is so powerful. I, I feel emotional speaking about it because I'm able to I'm able to talk to my mom about this. I'm able yeah. to talk to other family members who are who are older and they're used to just like, you know, I'm gonna take the word of like, you know, the medical industry. And, and it's just from a, a position of a generational position. Right, right. But we know better because we have access to all this information because we grew up with or into the internet. Um, so yeah, it's 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 
it's, uh, man, anybody is, anybody has any questions, please hit me up because it's always going to be a struggle to a degree. Yeah. Um, especially if you decide to have cheat days, I learned to, I, I probably need to abstain from cheat days because I'll try and extend it a little bit. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's how you fall off the horse. Uh, but if you have questions, hit me up, man, because yeah. we're always in it together. That's awesome because I think health is one of the, the things that we're all concerned about, especially when we're talking about hip hop artists. We're talking yeah. about drug use. We're talking about alcohol use. Yeah. Right? And just being sustainable, knowing that those give you a, a temporary feeling, right? And it, it helps you there. But when you do these things that are natural and that help you when you're uh, when when you're feeling down, right? yeah, it helps you prolong it, right? It helps you. Hey, I'm living healthier. I'm a little happier now. I don't need all this substance to make me feel happy, right? Exactly. So, and it's like you're putting in your body. What are you doing with it? What is it? Right. How does it benefit you and stuff like that? Like, um, I remember what was like a few days ago. Like, I, I had a I had a shake. Yeah. And um, I drank it, and I was like, "What the fuck did this just do for me?" Like, right. yeah. Like, is it is it customary? Can I just like drink it and like. <laughs> Back into the cup or something, right. like, yeah. like, what does it do? I just ingested all this, this sugar and chemicals and stuff like that. Was it worth it? Yeah, because it was uh, the five dollar milkshake from this um, uh, Pulp Fiction themed bar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I had to try. Yeah, I had to try it. But at the end of the day, what does it do yeah, for you? Like, so, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's how I really start looking at, at, at food and things like that. And Definitely. I know a lot of people, a lot of families can't because we're in a very cash trapped era. Yeah. Yeah, but if you have the luxury of doing that, again, luxury. If you have the luxury of yeah. deciding what if you can eat and when you can eat, I really advise that um, you know you start incorporating those methods. It, it'll really help you out. Yeah. Again, no pressure if you can't because it's we're in fucked up times. Yeah, no But if you have the luxury, yeah, of course, man. I like how you brought that awareness too. So some people don't have that luxury. Of, yeah. Hey, let me it go is. to the Sprouts or a Trader Joe's. Just like. Nah, that's like 15 miles away from where I'm yeah. at. So it's like, yeah, you got yeah. to what you can. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, there's always there's workarounds too, you know? Yeah, like, of course. You know, look at the, the adverts from, from, from your your food cities and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, like, like budget around that, but still. Yeah. Know, we're in a crazy time. So. Of course, of course. So with that being said, Rocky, this is the, the, the make or break question for me here at the Takeover Lounge. It's, uh... Before you went on your on your cleanses too, I wanted to ask the one though. I think this is the make or break one for me. Oh boy! Is uh so we're ta- before you were eating healthy and doing all these things, were you a fan of mint chocolate chip ice cream? This is a <laughs> this is make or break, Rocky. I like you, man. I, I, I feel like you don't like mint chocolate ice cream. Okay, okay. So my answer is there is a specific type you can't it's like vanilla okay. if I tell somebody I like vanilla I like real vanilla okay. ice cream like real not that like that shit out of my face <laughs> like Lady Lee whatever right. I don't know if they had Lady Lee out here back in the 90s or whatever but like you know what was a great value like the, the shit melts by the time you like leave the Walmart parking right. lot real vanilla ice cream like vanilla bean like French vanilla with the actual like chips in it yeah, and shit yeah. like that um, this I feel like the same applies to mint because you have this chalky mint, you have like this like hella artificial shit. It's like you gotta find the right one. It's like butter pecan, man. Like I hated butter pecan, so I found the right one. And okay. it's like this buttery, like southern type of deal. And I, I've been on that specific type of flavor. Like okay. I said, like yes. roosters are the only ones that really have it, but like right. most are just trash. <laughs> and I feel the same applies to mint. So yes and no. Okay, yes and no. So, yes so and no. situational. But it also, situational. would it be like, it's not your go-to. It's not like, well, I'm craving ice cream. I'm not, I need mint chocolate shit. Why? What is my go-to? Because I'm older, like, you used to be your kid, like, all this crazy sweet shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to like strawberry when I was a child. Uh-huh. I, I think like I'm just I'm just basic, bro. Like I like a like really good vanilla. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, like yeah. you know, or if there's like a, a good like cookies and cream or something like that that yeah. doesn't have the soft cookies and stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, like the little soggy shit that they just put in there. Like <laughs> yeah. that's disgusting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> too sweet for too sweet for Rocky. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just it's too much. It just it just feels like chemical. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. The other question. This is these questions that I'm gonna ask for you for her. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really, I didn't give you a straight answer. Okay, no, but I, no, I got you though, because you were like, it's not situational, it's situational with the mint chocolate chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when we're talking about shoes, we're talking about Crocs versus Burks. If you had to choose between the two, versus Burks? Yeah, Bur- Birkenstocks. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm from the West Coast, my bro. Like, you know, I, I, like Crocs. I, I don't fuck with Crocs. I'm like, I'm from Dago in, in LA area, bro. Like, I'm from the Valley. You know what I'm saying? I'm from, from San Diego in the Valley. Like, yeah. You check out my boxes. You go with me, Rocky. You go with me. Ah, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be good to you. And they look like, they look like air gets in and it's comfortable and all that. But like, I come from the land of house shoes, bro. Like, you know, like we wear house shoes. So yeah. We wore house shoes. Back. So definitely, that's so cool, man. So Rocky, before we let you go, album on the way. Yes, Space Coast Revenge. Space Coast Revenge. Space Coast Revenge. Any other people that you want to mention that are on the uh, on the uh, album, or anybody that should be mentioned on the album? Or you want to save that for? Uh, I'm probably gonna take this one to the head. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Okay. Hey. Yeah. It's been it's been so long. I'm probably just gonna take this one today. I'm a J. Cole. Okay. But you know, like I, I'm trying to get you know just diverse type of stuff that'll work for folks. Yeah. I think a phone died. It's all good. It's overheated. Oh wow. But we still have the audio. Yeah, so cool. So this will be. Hey, it's all good. This is this is when the people really know what this is like for people. It's that extra good. It's extra good. There you go. So Rocket Tower Ready coming out with a new album coming soon. Do you have like a mark like you want to hit? Like, Thank you. Do I have a market that I want to hit? Not a market. Uh, just like a date that you want to hit. Oh. Or what's summer. Summer. Okay. No. Oh, real soon. Yeah. Real soon. No. Dang. Okay. Summer. Well, I'm excited for that, Rocket, man. I appreciate you Thank inviting you. us to the three-year anniversary of Trill, man. It's, it's awesome. so dope. Like, yeah. shout out to Chuck. Like, shout out to Ali. Shout out to Brenda. Yeah. Yeah. If people give out uh, shout out to Chuck, shout out to Brenda too. Yes, yeah, um, they're a powerful couple. I really like what they've been been doing with Trill when they first opened, maybe like some seven, eight years ago. Wow. Um, the shop, the shop is amazing. What they do is amazing. Yeah. How they contribute to hip hop is amazing. Um, and it, it's been an honor to know them and to see how this has not only evolved, but it evolved into a way that not only is, is Phoenix impacted, the people come in. I mean, you hear stories about Ice T coming in, yeah, you know, yeah. like um, in, in um, uh, Supernatural doing um, freestyles or walking around here yeah. and everything. Like, it's it's a great spot, and I'm glad we did it here. Yeah, man, I'm, ha- I'm glad we did it here too, man. It was yeah. amazing, and like you said, it was all purposeful. Like, it was a purpose why we were delayed all these times, yeah. and why we're here today to celebrate hip hop, celebrate three years of trail, to really be immersed. I mean, there's a, a, is a b-boy happening right now, or is it okay. okay b-boy happening right now? So yeah, it's the heart of hip hop in Phoenix right now. So. I'm thinking about mint chip, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking about like the, I'm, I'm thinking about like the texture of it right now. Okay, like, all right, walk us through it. The texture of it, because you know, like you have like the, you know, like the ice cream texture and all that, yeah. and then you have like these. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I'm like really thinking about that. Would I enjoy that right now? I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not fucking sure. Dog. I, love, I love that how that one stuck with you. I love how that one. <laughs> all the questions we had today, you're like, you I'm gonna try and get back to you on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm try. yeah write us back in or yeah. send a voice message so we can put it into the yeah, we, podcast. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. So, Rocky, with that being said, where can they follow you? Where, where can I find your music? Um, Rocky Tyrade on all social media R-O-Q-Y-T-Y-R-A-I-D um, The Culture is back if you want a straight up website um, but yeah I'm most accessible on uh, Instagram and Twitter so hit me up on there yes. um, I'll be moving around shortly around the end of the year um, I'll announce some stuff about that later on but uh, yeah hit me up man Space Coast Revenge is coming and I'm excited to uh, see what people think about it I'm super excited for that for that work man I'm super excited it sounds like you've been having some lot of thoughts it's about to be something mega, so no pun intended to mega <laughs> We're here, man. Don't forget, you can follow us at the Lounge Takeover on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can follow us, or you can add us on our website at loungetakeover.com or takeoverlounge.com. You can follow me personally at Z underscore underscore G-I-V. You can follow Daniela at the Lounge Takeover. <laughs> so we are here, you know what I mean? So, man, thank you again, Rocky, for your time. It was amazing talking to you, chatting it up with you. I can't wait to continue our conversations when, uh, when it's all said and done. We'll probably do something for... Uh, the album, if you want, we yeah, can definitely roll something out. Yeah, yeah, let's just try. Let's do it, man. Again, thank you for your time, Rocky. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. you. Thanks, man.